Guru Nation, welcome to episode 428 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trails Guru. In this episode, Chris and I uh, answer a viewer's question from an Instagram live that I did. Everybody who's interested, I do lives all the time on Instagram. Go follow me, Dan Sfera, on Instagram. Links are in the show notes. They asked us to do a podcast and a video on explaining the difference between what a CTMS system is, so clinical trial management system, versus an EDC system, electronic data capture system. And uh, this is a podcast, I understand that. This particular episode, we try to explain it for you listeners, but we do share our screens, so you can actually see a CTMS system and a EDC system. So while we do our best to explain it, I think it's sufficient, but if you need more information, definitely go check out the video. So links are in the show notes for the YouTube channel as well, so go check that out. Uh, also in the show notes, Patreon channel, five bucks a month, okay? Not only can that get you a coffee every month, it can get you access to my Patreon channel where we do a monthly mastermind with people from across the life sciences industries. We're all looking for ways to increase our opportunities, mastermind with each other. I also do weekly videos just for Patreon on how to increase your opportunities using social media and building a personal brand. So check that out, patreon.com slash Also, CRA, CRC Academy, both of those running really strong. Thank you guys so much for spreading the word and for joining as well and letting everybody know about it. Same thing with the book, The Comprehensive Guide to Clinical Research. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. If you need help getting studies for your site, building a site, growing a site, getting more studies for your site, just text me, all right? Stop wasting time with other vendors we're doing this to build a site network. We want long-term, we're in this for the long haul. We're not trying to just monetize short-term. Text me, 949-415-6256. With all that being said, enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. This is Dan Sfera, I've got Chris Sauber on the other side. Chris, this, uh, how are you doing? Doing well, Dan. Thanks for asking. And uh, you're always doing well. When's the last time you were doing poorly? So I was going to ask, how are you doing? But you're well, when I, when I am, nobody will know. <laughs> yeah, okay. Nobody will know except my wife. Maybe not even her. Yeah, is that true? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very I nice. try to be an eternal optimist. <laughs> Uh, that for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> That's right. So uh, this was inspired, this episode is actually inspired by our live stream yesterday uh, when we were doing an Instagram live. So everybody go follow me on Instagram, Dan Sfera. And we were asking people, well, you know, what they want to see. And this person kept saying, I want to see you do a video slash podcast on CTMS versus EDC systems. And so we're going to show you an example of each. Uh, for those listening on the podcast, this is one instance where it might make sense to watch the video. Usually I like audio better myself. 
But in this case, we are going to be sharing our screens, but we're going to try to explain what's on the screen. So Chris, when you're explaining what's on your screen, just like I will on mine, keep in mind that podcast audience that can't see. Okay. Sure. But, um, but I would just, I would change your mic. It might make sense if to, it absolutely would make sense to, to view this. Right. Right. But we know like most who hear this still won't if they're on the podcast. So we got to try to make it for them too. But anyways, let's start. So this, these are two things that get confused a lot. All right. Uh, let me share my screen. So the first thing we have is CTMS clinical trial management system. All right. And that, I don't know why, but that's getting confused with EDC electronic data capture system. Okay. So EDC is like a CRF, which oh. is a case report form, and CTMS is clinical trial management system. So, yeah, I don't understand that either way it's confused with an EDC, but I can certainly see how it often is, at least from people I hear discuss these things, it's confused with a CTMS. Yeah, right? so CTMS, CTMS is uh, something that not every site uses. And it's not, it's something that most CROs and sponsors do use, but it's not really like a mandatory thing, like an EDC system for the most part of EDC system, which is a CRF. I don't know. I don't know if we're already, if we already lost you, I'm sorry. You got to buy the book, the comprehensive guide to clinical research. But basically when data is collected for, for a study on the source, it needs to be transferred to a case report form so that the FDA can look at it. And then nowadays, these things are all electronic. So they're called EDC, right? Because it's it's an electronic CRF form. It's also could be called an eCRF. Sometimes EDC is referred to as eCRF, but more often than not, it's referred to as EDC. That's the difference between EDC system and a CTMS system. EDC is a electronic case report form which are mostly mandatory for most studies except investigator-initiated trials. And uh, CTMS, completely optional, but it's a tool. So Chris is going to show you the EDC system, but first I'm going to show you the what you're seeing on the screen here is a CTMS system that we are using for our site. Now keep in mind, this is just one. Okay, sometimes for CROs, a CTMS system has completely different functionality. But the concept is the same. So the concept is basically to organize the workflow of the study at the site level or maybe at the CRO level. What you're looking at is for our site. Okay, so this is Creo, clinicalresearch.io. Uh, they have a really good CTMS system. And uh, I'm in the training one. Okay, so... We've got uh, an overview. So basically it has the sponsor, the protocol number. You can name it internally. If you have like maybe a hundred studies at your site, you know which one's which. So people don't have to memorize the protocol numbers. Um, nickname, description. You put what currency because it tracks budgets too. It tracks financials. Uh, status is enrolling, target enrollment. Uh, here's the IRB. Here's a good interview question. What's a uh, common IRB? There's one. You get bonus for watching this video. You get to do well in an interview too. 
uh, Advera is one IRB. And then a phase three tells you what phase. So basically, uh, if you click on these tabs here, there's the overview, there's a so subject tabs. Yeah, so under overview tab, what are those those links on the side under description? You have indication, drug, key dates, and I'm learning it with everybody else here because I've never looked at this before. Right um, here, documents, users, external. No, no, no. Uh, under description, under, on the left-hand side. Oh, indication. Oh, okay. Indication. Uh, yeah, it'll tell you like you can uh, you can like modify this. You know what specialty, what indication. So you could put like schizophrenia in here. What would be the use of this for a site? Or I can't think of why you would need this. Uh, because if you're at the like if you have like a bunch of studies, you know, and then like you want to look at okay, this is an overview of this study, but maybe here you just have like. The protocol number and uh -oh. maybe like here you don't know anything so you go look okay this is a schizophrenia study what's the age range you know maybe it's like adults and then what's the age limit maybe you could put like 65 and then drug you can put like what the drug description is the route so you could be like oral right here you could put oral it's not letting me edit it but you, oh yeah it is now so oh, you yeah. can it's being slow, but you can do, you could basically, this is helpful for sites that have a lot of studies and then key dates. Like when was the site selection visit? When was the SIV? When were you awarded it? When was the contract received, contract signed, so, regulatory received, IRB approval? I mean, it's actually helpful. I can see where this would definitely be helpful in terms of feasibility questionnaire. So oftentimes, Feasibility questionnaires will ask you questions about particular trials, your past performances and past information. And I have no idea what that stuff is, or I'm sure anybody else, you know, most everybody yeah. else has no idea. But you'd be able to I upload here. that here. Yeah, like in documents, here. you can upload that here. Like, for example, let's say you did a feasibility for this study. You just go to documents, and then you could upload it, right? And then you have it in there now. Um. But also, like, the key dates is cool because you'll know, like, if you're running the study, you'll know when your IRB is going to renew. Yeah, great. You know when the enrollment's yeah, going to close. Uh, all these things, you know, archiving location, how many boxes. I mean, it's good stuff. It's good stuff here for sites. And it's it's only as good as how, how well organized someone's keeping this, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have a full-time site director, they should be doing nothing else but this. So it's uh, and if you're an owner, you know you can log in and see what's going on at any given time. You don't even need to be out on the site. Or if you're a PI, so Creo, we love Creo. Um, here in that you can upload documents like you were saying, feasibility survey. You can upload maybe the budget. Only you are seeing this so far. Only people you allow. Here's the users. I'm clicking on the user tab. Okay. So we have me. They put me as a PI somehow, but I'm not. Uh, and then we have some staff. And then these are the people that look. Now, if I wanted to add monitors mm -hmm. or an external user, I can invite them and I can choose like what they're allowed to see. Why would you want okay. them here, though? You wouldn't want them here. You would want them, like if Creo is also an e-source in addition to a CTMS. But I don't, I don't want to confuse people too much. Yeah, I just don't want to confuse people too much, but Creo is primarily an e-source. 
provider, electronic source, uh, but they also offer the CTMS. Yeah, so I'm just showing them the CTMS, but basically you can add like a monitor uh, and they can see the source, right? They won't be able to see the CTMS. They won't, they'll have only external access, meaning they're only going to view the source or what you allow them. They're not going to see all this stuff behind the scenes, right? Right. So the next tab is subjects. Okay, again, we're in the CTMS. It's going to show you who's in pre-screening. You know, Skittles is at pre-screening. Who's in screening? You know, and then who's enrolled, who's completed, who's screen filled. And you can actually click on these people. So let's say, you know, Kobe, our former employee, who's not a female, but hey, it's 2020. Uh, Kobe Sugihara. Patient ID, randomization number, screening number, email, phone. The CRA won't see any of this. Okay, this is for the site to see. This is part of the CTMS. So it's also like a database in a way. And then it tells you when their screenings. So visit one, then it's going to populate when they're upon randomization, it will populate, you know, when the other visits are supposed to occur. So that's cool. You have like to do list. Let's say you have. To do, you know, it will tell you like, hey, you have to randomize someone. Uh, you have to screen fail. You can upload progress notes. Uh, again, this is a CTMS for the sites. For the CRO, the CTMS would look the same, but the functionality would be different. So they probably would still have subjects here, but instead of showing like what subjects, what the site needs to do, they would probably show what visits the monitor needs to uh, source data verify, right? So you always know where you're at. And then there's more tabs to do progress notes. Uh, you can upload things, uh, comments, files, logs, configure. So that's the CTMS basically um, in a nutshell. They have like a financial aspect also. I guess I can show it. The budget, it will know what the budget is and it will know what patient visits have occurred. So it's going to tell you the site, uh, basically what you still have owed to yourself, right? And, as it revenue. Knows, and it knows these things by what's an e-source, right? Yeah, it will know either by what's an e-source or if you're not using the e-source, if you're just using the CTMS, it will know based on when you populate that visit two has occurred, visit three has occurred. Like it will populate it that way too. It's it's just a, like any software. It's just as good as the input you put into it. Like right. if you buy this CTMS and you don't use it, it has zero functionality. I mean, you know, or it's not going to do everything automatically for you. But the e-source is supposed to make it a little more automatic, and it does. But if you want to just the CTMS without a e-source, it works too. You just have to manually put put things in. And so that's CTMS, and it even shows you like patient stipends, right? Like, this is what we owe, this and that. So again, this is a CTMS from a site perspective, all right? But uh, and it tells you like today, no visits today. But if there are visits, you know, it would tell you like, hey, you have a visit right now or coming up, and then visits to sign off on. You know, from a CRO perspective, they would put like what pages the monitor needs to review or what EDC pages the PI needs to sign. So don't get confused with CTMS and EDC. 
I'll end my screen share. Uh, do you have any questions on that? I do not. You were a very good present uh, presenter there, educator. Very appreciative. I've, yeah. I've never I've never seen a CPMS. So my first experience too. Well, you pay the bill, and you haven't seen it, so hey. I, I do pay the bill. Yes, I cut the material. <laughs> I've never. Yeah, seen literally, it you pay the bill for this particular program. Yep. Okay, right, so, so that's that. But it is pretty cool, uh, you know. CTMS again, it's not necessary, but it's becoming something that every CRO uses to manage a workflow. And it's also becoming something that most sites are starting to use as well, now, to manage we, workflow. We, we've talked to lots of potential clients and just people interested in starting their own site. Um, would you recommend a CTMS for a site that's just starting up and has no studies? No, but there's two ways, schools of thought here. There's one school of thought it's much easier to train staff on something if they don't know any alternative. Uh, so, you know, it would make sense in that argument to start off with a CTMS and eSource if you're starting your first study and you have a coordinator that's like new or just joining you because they're going to have no choice. There's no alternative. There's nothing to switch from. They're not switching from paper. Like they're just going to learn it the way it is from the beginning. The cons to that is, you know, you're going to have some upfront cost, although they are minimal. Uh, but when you're starting out, everything counts because you don't have revenue, right? And so minimal, I could argue minimal. both. Well, minimal, that, that's also uh, subjective because I think Creo, their startup, and they're, from what I know, they're, they're in the lesser realm of costs. They're, yes. they're less expensive. But even there, their costs for starting up, I think it's the first study is like a total of somewhere between 2500 and five grand. So right, right. even there, there's costs, right? So right. it's all relative. So It's all relative. But, you know, you, I could almost make either of those arguments equally well. And it's just a matter of are you well capitalized or not? I mean, yep. uh, you know, if you're bootstrapping it, I probably wouldn't but I would want to switch as soon as I could afford it because uh, it has benefits, like tons of benefits. So let's say a site's established, they, they use paper source, and they track all of these things in the CTMS, you know, Excel or some other way. When do you think it's ideal for them? Because we've had these calls too. You know, it's getting yeah. a little bit hectic for me here uh, doing it the way I've been doing it. What well, do you think? Ten, 10 studies, five studies. My answer would be as soon as you can justify the cost, mm -hmm. because the longer you put, put it off, the more entrenched your staff are going to be in doing it their way. And the harder it's going to be to get them to comply with this new system. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that makes sense. Of course, you have to keep cost, uh, sorry, not cost, cost in mind, right? There's cost with everything, and right. There's training as well, so right. I think the added, I think the added efficiencies outweigh the costs uh, at a certain point, but of course, you know, it probably need like at least the study you're enrolling a good amount of patients in. Yep, yep. I would agree. I would agree.
Yeah, I kind of I agree with everything you've said, but I would kind of disagree with the starting up because I think the best way, in my opinion, the best way to learn, though I, I get what you're saying, I think the best way to learn is paper first. We're truly learning how everything works, right? Because you're going to, good or bad, you may make more errors doing using paper first because right. electronic EDC actually corrects your errors. doesn't let you move on unless you correct the error. Right. So in that regard, it's great, but I just, I don't know if you learn thoroughly how to work a study. Oh, you, you mean electronic, it. electronic source? Yes. Yeah. I don't yeah know. Electronic source, it will, it will correct. Like it's going to fill in the headers for you. It's going to fill in the dates automatically and the times. Um, yeah. I mean, but I think that's where the industry is headed anyways. I don't know how valuable those skills are to learn as it is, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you know, some sponsors are still going to want you to use paper, but we honestly have yet to have a sponsor say that you can't use e-source. Yeah. You know, they have, none of them have said that and it's still relatively new. I, know, I, think, we've had, I know we've had clients that have been told no. Well, I guarantee you post Corona, those sponsors are thinking, why did we ever say no? Because how can we monitor now? Like it's much easier for a monitor to go log into this e-source than it is oh, to yeah. beg the site to scan stuff oh, yeah. and then yeah. redact yeah. it and then scan and keep scanning. I mean, and then like the viewer, like the user experience is not as good as e-source. So I think this COVID may have like catalyzed e-source. No, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's true. I mean, imagine so, if we yeah, were using yeah. e-source for the, for the studies that we're we have as our CRO, right? We wouldn't really have to go to the site. Oh, that'd be great. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. It would save a lot of gas. Yes, it would. A lot of time. Get a lot more done instead of driving for four hours. Well, at least we get some live streams to do, Chris, in the car. Sure. But yeah, there's definitely advantages. I, I think more advantages than disadvantages. The only disadvantage really is the cost uh, up front. And at some point, that's really small if you're enrolling a moderate amount in like two studies. See, I still would argue, I think that you, you learn more if you use paper personally, you got to create the source. There's just so many yeah. more things you have to do. That's true because Creo, they're so good at their service. They'll create the source for you. Like you give yeah. them the protocol They'll create the source, but we create source for our clients too with DSCS, right? Like sure, you sure. can argue that they're not learning because we're doing the source for them. Well, it's just a matter of like what they prefer. You know, it's just a matter of saving time, preference. One, another positive is I think it gives, allows for more PI oversight because they could log in. They don't need to be at the office and they can see what's going on. Yeah, that's true. So I think the good of, outweighs the bad by a lot in this case. And for a lot of sites, their PI has very limited time. So yep. being able to go wherever it's convenient for them, yep, that's really helps. I think so. All right. So should we take a look at EDC? Yeah. Because that's more commonly used in research than CTMS. Well, you, but you CTMS is used by CR just about every CRO uses a CTMS system, but I would say like maybe half of the sites use CTMS. Oh, I wouldn't even, I'd be surprised if it's even that many, but, but you gave a, a great presentation, really did. 
and where I even learned a lot. So I'm sure the audience will. Um, <laughs> I just well, hopefully. I, yeah, I, I was gonna say hopefully the ones listening uh, also feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they will. Um, I mean, if you're watching the video, you know, somebody with a lot of experience is going to watch a video about EDC and uh, DPMS. So it's going to be, I would assume, people that are somewhat understanding that will be watching that. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So um, EDC, here we go. So you can see this, Dan? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I can see. Okay. So this is Bioclinica. And uh, you have to bear with me. we're using this from our CRA Academy, so and this is what it looks like. Yep, and I don't I don't click around too much on this. Only when students have complaints. So let's see. <laughs> yeah, don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. So let's take a look at site four hundred. I think that's what has the data. Right? Um, let's take one hundred and one. So okay, well, let's go back. I guess I need to explain. I got to okay. bear in mind. Yeah. Maybe explain what an EDC system is. Like I kind of did, but maybe repeat it because you know well, you have your own way of explaining. Sure, and the simplified version is uh, let's let's take the the paper source for example. You'll you'll have captured data on paper at the site. That's your original documentation. But you're going to want to be able to provide this data to the sponsor. They want to be able to view this data. They also want a record of it. Um, so you have to input it into a system, and that's the CDC, where it captures all of the data that's gathered. Well, not all, but the primary points that they're looking for, uh, which is outlined in the protocol and the schedule of events typically, that's what's going to be gathered here in the EDC. And this way, it's shared from site to site to site with the sponsor, who's responsible for all this data, and they can they can review the data, they can they can do analysis on the data. It's, it's a convenient system for them. Prior to this, it was paper. Everything was, and Dan has actually worked with this. I had never worked with this. I think you started right as paper was dying off, right? The paper CRS? Yeah, I started right as the paper, like in 05. Let me try to share my camera, see if we can do both at the same time. All right. So in 2005, I started... Um, in the industry and it was the lat literally like the lat the first study i worked on was the last study i ever worked on where there was a paper crf so from that study forward there was only uh um edc after that and i can't imagine compiling all that data from those paper crfs and providing providing it to the fda i mean i just must have been a nightmare Oh yeah, and you you never did that, right? Right. No, I have no experience with that. I can imagine yeah. that would be. So here's how it worked: the mod- we would write things down in the paper store. We would have never even dreamed of e-source back then in 2005. Right. I mean, that's like science fiction almost. And now it's like, oh, now it's almost like, what are you doing not having it? But back then it was like, wow, it, it wasn't even a concept. But paper, you wrote down the data on the paper from the source. And then you had a, a big three ring binder with like triplicate. So white on top, uh, pink underneath and yellow on the bottom. And you would have to pr- press down hard on the CRF. That's how you enter the data. Okay. And uh, <laughs> if you made a mistake, you got to cross it out like Alcoa. 
you know, you pretty much don't make mistakes on that. But if you had to, that's what you did. And then the monitor would come review it from the source to the CRF. And then they would rip, like when they verified the pages, they would rip the top two, leave the carbon copy bottom one as for you. And then FedEx, all these pages that they're pulling, they used to call it pulling pages. And they pull, they FedEx it to the data management who would get it like in two days and they would then put it in their own system. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, now everybody and like a year later, everybody started using EDC. So did these triplicate uh, ECRFs, did they serve as the source as well? No, no, you had source just like you do today. So but instead of logging in, yeah, instead of, instead of logging into EDC, you would just open the big notebook, which was the CRF. And you would, you know, and then if the monitor would query it too, so then you'd have to go in there and change things, you know, and then they would pull it. So the query would be, hey, you didn't copy this right from the paper source to the CRF. Yeah. Or like, hey, you're missing headers on the CRF. Or, um, you know, a source shows like 150 pounds, but you put 150 kilograms. Okay. Uh, so that you'd have to like make just the same things they do now. It's just... And they still have an audit trail on the EDCs now, uh, but the audit trail there was just you lining things out. Sure, sure. Like talking about a trail now, because time and date and everything else. Where yeah, it seems like ancient, but I got lucky to have been involved in one study. And if you count like the times I was interning in summer, like while I was still in college, I worked on more than one study with paper CRFs, but full time one papers a crf study and at the time were you opposed to edc no i mean at the time i was like everything was happening so fast it was like if i was a really good like uh junior high school basketball player and then you put me in the nba like i just i'm just standing there looking at everybody running i had no clue right. what, like what's going That's on so when that. they said edc i'm like okay it doesn't yeah, really that? matter <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. So. Yeah. But most people did complain. Most people that had experience in, you know. Of course, yeah. Like, yeah. even the monitors, you know, were complaining back then. I remember, like, I had an elderly monitor when I was a youngin. A youngin. I was, like, 24. One of my monitors was ready to retire. And they were talking about switching to EDC. And she was like, I'm so glad I'm retiring. You know, I'm not going to know how to log into these things. So, the, you know, the same, like, issues people have with, like, switching sure. to paper to e-source, which goes back to our first conversation with, you know, when would you switch? I right. mean, the sooner the better, because the more someone gets used to something, they just get comfortable with it. Sure. And I agree. I'm just saying I think it's it's a better learning tool using paper. That's all I'm saying. I yeah, absolutely probably electronic right. source is absolutely a, be a better a better um, technology than paper. Right? Uh, yeah, uh, I agree. Just be careful because you you're always one to talk about the slippery slope, which I agree with, and that applies here too. Like the longer sure. you go without it, the more ingrained the old ways sure. get, yet, and it's sure. it's just harder to. to I agree switch. with that. I agree with that. People get set in their ways. Yeah, it's kind of like ripping off a Band-Aid versus pulling off slow. I mean, I don't know. It, the, 
extra cost is going to hurt, but at some point you just got to do it. Yep, I agree. All right, so I'm going to get back to this. Um, so here on the on the home screen, home page, um, we have a site, and I don't know why, but they're listed twice. I, I don't know what the rationale is there. I, I'm not going to speculate. Um, and uh, for the most part, most EBCs are relatively similar. Uh, the functionality is definitely similar, um, and they but they all work a little differently, right? They all do the same stuff, but they all have like different things you have to click on to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, it's relatively straightforward for most items. Um, the most common, which is Rave, um, it has some things that aren't aren't apparent. They're not oh, um, metadata, right? Metadata, metadata. Rave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where you got to click on this like little icon to accomplish something that you do need to do often. It's just, it's not real, um, I think of the word I'm looking for, it's not real straightforward, not the word I'm looking for, but it, it, it's not real apparent like, how to accomplish certain tasks, in my opinion. Um, I particularly like Inform. I think that's the most user-friendly platform. Um, Who's the vendor for Inform? Who's the cause? Is that Oracle? That's Oracle. Oracle makes Inform? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've heard like people complaining about Oracle. I don't know if they're complaining about Inform too. I I haven't used any of these EDC systems in forever, so I you know they've <laughs> I'm sure changed. But at the time when I did use them, I, I liked uh, Inform the best. Yeah, I haven't um, used these things in uh, from a site perspective either in a while. Uh, other than that one study we had last year that uh, you had to log in to yeah. the EDC, but uh, as You're a CRA, more I use them. Yeah, I use like EDC as a CRA once a month at least, and uh, I use metadata and then just a smaller one, the kind of like BioClinica, but something else. Right, and I mean it's like riding a bike. I mean it's going to stay relatively the same. So once you learn it, you can always, with a little bit of clicking around, probably refamiliarize yourself within thirty minutes on how to use it. Get that long. Right. And trust me, they all have trainings. If you're a new coordinator or a new, not even new, if you have a new study uh, and you're a CRA or a coordinator or a PI or a sub by, they're going to give you training for these things. Yeah. Once you learn it, I mean, like, honestly, I don't even take the training as a CRA. I do it. I just let the video play. It's like a video. But then I just learn like as I'm using it. Yep. Yep. I do the exact same thing. Yep. Um, anyhow, so you have three sites listed here. Um, again, I'm not sure why that is. If you were at, well, this would be more from the CRA's perspective, I guess, um, mm. where you can look at different sites. But if you're, if it's for the site, it's only going to list your site. If it's like metadata rave, where there's a lots of different studies for your site listed there, you'll, it'll be by study, not site. Because you're 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 a singular site, right? Um, uh, hopefully that makes sense. So uh, at site level, it'll be listed by study um, as a CRA or or I guess a CRO or a sponsor. You would look at it through the sites, right? Which site is this? Um, then if you want to find a subject, you put your information here and find them. Um, you 
utilities, request blanks, uh, request export. Not, not really sure what that is. You know what this is? Utilities? Uh, let me see. Request blanks. What, uh, go back? What, what is this? Utilities. Request blanks, request export, request IPP. Not sure what that is. Uh, yeah, and you'll you'll come across. That's actually a good point. Like you'll come across these things. Don't be intimidated. That's not even important. I mean, we don't even yeah. know what this is, and we've been doing yeah. this for like fifteen years. Exactly, and and this happens with all EDC systems. Some of the things, the functionality, you, you may have no clue what it's for, and you don't need to. It's not it's not important, and you're not even taught how to use it in the training session. So right. that that often occurs. You'll, you'll have no clue what the buttons are for. And you can click on them. It's not going to hurt anything. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's fine not to know. Um, but anyhow, so let's go on. Click on the site that's populated with information. So this is site 400. Subjects are listed over here. And this is pretty common in all UDC systems where the subjects are listed in the left-hand column for whatever given study. Um, and we'll click on subject uh, 101. So, well, first, if you're going to add a new subject, that's what you would do here. We're not going to do that. And also click on the same item here. Um, so we'll look at some data. So it's been populated with with the visits for, for this study. So screening visit and it has the dates of these two visits. Uh, and the green check marks in some systems, that just means that there's data there, and then being that there are no check marks in the other visits, that there's no data there. Um, other systems will have a, a green check mark or a red X, and a red X would imply a number of possibilities, right? The visit should have occurred and it hasn't. Data needs to be entered. Um, there's errors in the data. So they have a lot of different ways of, of trying to, to display information quickly and easily to the user. Um, you have a, a status summaries over here that kind of tells you what everything is. I uh, get the green check mark uh, means verified. So the CRA has reviewed and everything looks good. Um, you could have a red X or something like that too to tell you that there's issues. But okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so clicking on the screening visit, so we have all of the different uh, data points that are collected for the screening visit for this study. Uh, you have the date, where it's simple, it's just the site populates it with the date. The CRA would, would review the, source, the original source or the e-source and verify. I'm not sure how that works. So do you have to still verify if there's an e-source involved? Well, I guess you do if it's not, if it's not connected to the EDC. So, yeah, you do. Uh, it's like no difference, you know. Right. No different unless, it's, than, uh, unless it's connected to the EDC, then you probably don't have to review it, right? They yeah, they do that. That is rare. We're still because uh, there's some issues with um, there. I think they're still working things out with the FDA when it comes to passively entering that in the EDC from the e-source, but that the industry wants to move that way. Right. Right. Okay. So, and that's where I was going. And then I realized what I was saying. Um, yeah, yeah. But anyhow, so as a CRE, you have to verify from the e-source to the EDC that the data matches still. Just like if it was mm-hmm. the e-source or paper source. Yeah. So that's the same way. 
Right. So in the EDC, the, the site would enter the visit date. And again, as the CRE, you would look at the screening visit and make sure for patient 101 that this was the date that it was written, that it is written on the screening documentation. Demographics, same thing. You're going to go through and enter all this information at the site from what's in the electron, or excuse me, what's in your source, whether it be electronic or paper. Um, this is never the original, by the way, too. You never enter the information here in EDC first. That, that's a no-no. Right, uh, because EDC is a case report form. You know, just because it's electronic doesn't mean it's not a CRF, and the CRF is not a source. That's kind of what the reasoning is behind why e-source don't go directly to EDC now. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's going to change, but it, 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 it's still not yet. So the rule still is the EDC is never the original. Right. Although we worked on one study where it was, but I don't want to confuse too many people. Yeah, that was very odd. I don't think that was appropriate, but whatever. <laughs> okay, so I don't know if I really should I display any more. I mean, this pretty much covers it, doesn't it? Or yeah, I think they just wanted to see, like, a, what's the difference between a CTMS and an EDC system, and it's kind of like saying what's the difference between a car and a house. I mean, right. you know, it's There's a lot of difference. <laughs> yeah. Although I guess you could have a motorhome, so it's even more of a difference than a car and a house. So EDC is where you enter the data that's been captured by the site uh, for the sponsor, right? And the uh, FDA. And the FDA. Right. And the, FDA. The, mm -hmm. the CTMS, that's strictly for the site. CTMS is like a tool, you know, like uh, for the site to function more properly or for the CRO to function more efficiently. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you run a business, do you want to use QuickBooks? Like, you don't have to. Nobody says you have to use QuickBooks, but most businesses do have QuickBooks or something similar. So I guess that would be a good comparison. EDC would be more like, hey, the regulators have to, they have to have access to this. So they, this is the data that we're sending them. This is the deliverable in many respects, what you're looking at here on the screen is your deliverable for the study. I would agree. I'm just clicking around because I've never really clicked around in here. No yeah, I've done it once. Uh, one time last year, we had to teach some scenarios. And so I actually did went through all of it. But yeah. Uh, so again, there, yeah, there's data. Yeah, it just reflects the data that's captured in the original documentation, whether it be paper or e-course. Right. Okay. Did we cover everything? Yeah, I think that was good. I think uh, this will be a good episode. So thank you very much, Chris. And thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. If you're listening and still have questions about this, you should probably watch the video. Uh, if you don't have questions, you're probably okay just listening to it. Yep, I would agree. Alrighty. Well, thank you very much and uh, we'll catch you all later. So, hey, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. 
Uh, and also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, you can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.